Welcome back. I held that for five seconds. Let's go, baby. Um, my name is Ada Ferris, Person Ted Podcast. Let's get it. Um, okay, today I'm probably just going to be looking at transactions that's happened so far. I mean, a lot of news right now, a lot of franchise tags, a lot of signings, a lot of not signings, a lot of non-exclusive, exclusive, and whatnot, and retreats for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what the heck that guy was doing in there. Um, but we're going to get started here in New York um, with the Jets that just traded for Chuck Clark. And they traded him, and they traded for him, and gave the Ravens a seventh round pick in 2024. Now, Chuck Clark, uh, he showed promise, I'll say that. I mean... The dude played phenomenal, and for the value, you know, that the Jets were getting for him, I can't really, they can't really pass that up, right? It's just another um, piece of that defense that just gets stronger, you know, uh, the Jets secondary. Um, you know, obviously, it's never going to be a downgrade to trade for a guy for a seventh rounder, um, unless he's absolutely atrocious, obviously. But I see this as a Jets W. Um See, it's like, I'm confused with the Ravens, right? Because we go into the Baltimore first. Um, Lamar got the non-exclusive franchise tag. So, correct me if I'm wrong on this, anybody. I believe the non-exclusive franchise tag means... So, franchise tag, obviously, is uh, the player signs um, on a one-year deal for the average salary at their position, right? So I believe it's around $32 million, $33 million. So Lamar's getting paid that right now. But making it a non-exclusive franchise tag means that any team and Lamar can talk to each other. And if a team is interested, they can make an offer that's more money, right? But Baltimore can also um, counter by matching that offer. But if Lamar accepts an offer from another team, that team also has to be willing to give up two first-rounders and give them to Baltimore. I believe that's how it works. Right? So the the the, the team that wants Lamar has to offer him a, a deal that the Ravens can't match, basically, and also give up two firsts for Lamar. Now, what teams are they? A lot of teams apparently were already announced as they're not in pursuit for Lamar, it was like teams like the Dolphins and the Falcons and uh, what else? Uh, Might have been I forget who, but we're good. At, oh, the Raiders. The Raiders were a big one. Um, the Commanders. Um, so you know, it was kind of interesting to see that because I've never seen that before. Where it's like, oh, by the way, these teams have announced or whatever they're not pursuing. This guy, and it kind of shocks me, right? Because it's like, how could you not have interest in a former MVP? Like, who just, he was just MVP. You know, let's, let's not forget that, uh, the caliber he's playing at, right? And I hear, like, this, these analysts on TV always talking about, yo, you know, the Ravens, they've actually given Lamar so much help, he's just not performing, right? Like, what are you talking about? Okay? He's got Mark Andrews. That list ends. Okay, those are his weapons he's got dealt, right? And then going back to this Chuck Clark thing, right? Trading away key pieces to your defense or guys that could add depth or guys that could be, you know, game changers like that or playmakers too, it doesn't 
make Lamar want to stay here, you're ruining your case for him, right? I mean, you want him to stay in Baltimore. You want him to stay in Raven forever. I remember when he got drafted. He was like, oh, uh, you know, they made a good decision, Lamar said. He's like, I'm going to get them a Super Bowl. But, you know, the Ravens have not helped him at all, right? I mean, there's a couple, there's a bunch of receivers this year that are either being traded or in free agency. That the, If the Ravens really want Lamar that badly... They should be pursuing these receivers, right? And they should have been doing that for the past couple of years because Mark Andrews is 100% a top two or three tight end, right? He's up there with Kittle. He's up there with Kelsey for sure. But that's not all you can have in an offense in order to be successful, right? Look at Mahomes and the Chiefs, okay? Mahomes, obviously ridiculous. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the ball to, but his receivers aren't god-awful, right? And he's also got the best tight end in the NFL on his team, right? He's got receivers that know what they're doing, know how to run routes, route runs. Wow, run routes. He knows these guys know how to properly catch, right? And they know how to create separation. So even like look when the Chiefs traded for Kadarius Tony, right? Me as a Giants fan, I'm looking at this like this guy is super, super, super talented, right? So shifty. He just you just give him the ball in his hands, right? He can make three or four guys miss every single time, right? We saw in the Super Bowl. He had the longest punt return ever, and it was in the Super Bowl. It was nuts, okay? This guy made everyone miss. He could, like, his agility was ridiculous, right? So looking at these guys, he wasn't, like, being a Giants fan, I wasn't upset about it, but I wasn't happy about it, right? Because Tony has so much skill, but for some reason, he just did not want to play for us, right? And, you know, with Dable, I think he should have gave him a chance, but, you know, Dable, you know, said, you're going to be stubborn. I'm not going to deal with you. And he traded him, right? Uh, obviously, if you're playing for Patrick Mahomes, you're going to show up and play. And they did well, right? Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Young guy can somewhat handle those wide, uh, those corner ones, right? So it puts that corner one out of the game, you got guys like Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the deep threat. Sky Moore stepped up. Um, so it's it's really... It, the Chiefs proved that, you know, you don't need some elite receivers. You need guys that are just reliable and can catch the ball, right? I feel like also if you look at Tom Brady's career, another great example of this is Tom's career and the receivers he had catching the ball. I mean, obviously he had Randy Moss, Um for a couple years, but um, if you look at, like, you know, Julian Edelman, he was really good. I'm not saying he was some top three elite receiver of, like, his generation. I don't think that, but he was a guy that Tom knew um, how to get him the ball, right? Short routes. Uh, he could run every route. He had Gronk, obviously a top two tight end at the time. Guys like Wes Welker, uh, who else? Uh, let's think here. Ooh. Eric. No. Um, why am I forgetting names right now? Uh, whatever. Just, I'm trying to say these guys that like, they're mediocre or they're, you know, they're reliable. That's the word I'm trying to say, right? Is they're, they're guys that can grab the ball. And Lamar, I feel like hasn't had that, right? He got, what was it? Like last year or two years ago, they got Sammy Watkins. Great. Or last year, last year, last year. That's Sammy Watkins. You know, that's great. Get the guy who performs well in week one and then does nothing else for the rest of the season and gets hurt, right? It's like, what are they doing? 
You know, if you grab a guy like Juju Smith-Schuster who can, you know, catch you 50 balls in a year, right? That's all you need. You just need two or three of those guys that can, you know, Rashad Bateman is your deep threat, okay? He's not your wide receiver one. I'll tell you that right now, right? And the fact that Devin DuVernay is your number two, who's also like your kick returner and punt returner, it just confuses me, you know? I mean... Um, that kind of guy should be like your fourth or fifth string receiver that you bring in on like these wildcat plays or read options and end arounds and motions and all that stuff. That's when you get creative. But the Ravens have done absolutely nothing to help Lamar. So I can confidently say he's leaving. Okay. Where? I don't know. Right. It's tough to look at because there's many situations where you know, some quarterbacks are leaving, some aren't, I don't know, like, Lamar clearly wants more money, it's not, the and, and he knows the situation on the Ravens is not going to get better, right, so there's clearly something going on there with money, first of all, and second of all, getting him help, because he's given them time for money and said help, right, and hasn't given it to them, right, besides Mark Andrews, and Isaiah Likely, actually, by the way, was very, very good in those games that Mark Andrews wasn't in. So they have a good one-two punch with the tight ends. But that's not enough to win games, in my opinion. Um, but it's just Lamar is at the point where he should leave. And I think this is good for him because when you play at an MVP-type level that he was a couple years ago, and the past couple years, he's been trying his hardest to, to win games, right, with the, the least amount of help possible. Right for that elite kind of quarterback is just ridiculous, right? If I'm the Ravens there after he wins MVP, I'm looking out to make some massive trade for a wide receiver one and having this duo there for the next seven years or whatever it is, right? Because you give Lamar that one, then all these other guys become, you know, open because that wide receiver one draws so much attention, okay? Let's look at the Packers, okay? Aaron Rodgers, for many, many years at Devontae Adams there. Absolutely wreaking havoc. And you know what the best part is about Devontae Adams? Is he still owned those 2v2s, the, the 2v1s or the 1v1s. It doesn't matter how many people focused on him on the field. Rodgers was able to give him the ball. On top of that, Rodgers was able to find success with guys like Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Why? Because those guys are going against the two and three corners that Rodgers knows he can beat with his throwing arm. And also, those guys also have the back in their head, where's Devontae Adams on the field, and especially in man coverage, okay? Look at this here now. Fast forward. Devontae's on the Raiders. Yeah, the Raiders stink. I think the Raiders are just awful. And Devontae still was absolutely nuts. But Rodgers, in the beginning, they did struggle a bit until, obviously, Christian Watson stepped up. But I'm telling you right now, those Packers were not the same, and everyone can agree with me on that, okay? Uh, I'm not saying Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers, or, but he did elevate that offense to a lot more, right? I mean, Rodgers is older now. We don't know anything about you know, um, you know, Devontae making Rodgers or Rodgers making Devontae. I can't say that for either of them. But I'm telling you right now, if your quarterback performs well for like a season or two, and there's that sign of hope, you better go all in and help him as much as you can the following offseason, right? Like, I'd give up. Like, right now for, for Lamar, if you're giving him this franchise tag, I'm going out and I'm trying to trade for um for DeAndre Hopkins, okay? Yeah, he's older, and he's probably not going to be 
some phenomenal receiver like he used to be. Um, he's a lot slower for sure, but that guy still came back from suspension and was ridiculously good for the Cardinals. Okay, I think he had like 10, he had like three or four games with like 10 catches, right? And he played like th- less than three quarters of a season. Okay, I find that ridiculously impressive at his age. And I think if Lamar stays with Baltimore and they, let's say they get him a DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, he has some like, they both have some, or Lamar has like an elite MVP, close to MVP level kind of year again. That just proves that all they need is weapons for him, right? And then that leads to the next year, saying, hey, Lamar, we're going to get you this guy. We're going to sign you to this because you played out of your mind this year and you proved to us, blah, 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 blah. But that's what Lamar was waiting for for the past two or three years, right? I mean, he's been waiting this whole time for that after he got MVP. He really proved to them already. So when I say they, you know, like, if he ran it back again and did it, did an MVP-type season again, they'd go out and help him. Everyone thought that after the first season. So I think that's why he's not going to want to stay. is because he already proved that he's ridiculously good. So this whole Lamar situation is nuts. But, you know, I think it could really shake up the NFL. I don't know where he'll end up, actually. This is very exciting to see. Um, I'm curious, actually. Let me look at some of the teams here. I'm looking, I'm looking. I found that interesting, by the way, with the Bears and Lamar. Like, trading. Like, people kept bringing up this idea of, like, swapping Justin Fields and Lamar and, like, the first overall pick or something like that. And I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know. That just seems stupid to me for both teams. I mean, I feel like you're trading away a young Justin Fields who's proven a lot for an older Lamar just to waste all your salary cap and then getting away the first round overall pick. And then the other side, it's like the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens, it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it's like they're just completely restarting them when they have a winning caliber quarterback right now. Um, I don't know, man. It's tough. I, I'm looking at these teams right now. I mean, like who really needs a car sign with the Saints on a ridiculous contract, which we'll get into. I don't know. But uh, let's talk about that, actually. Carr agreed to a four-year deal for $150 million. 60 mil guaranteed, and he has another $10 million guaranteed in his year three, of vesting after year one. Okay, so Carr's deal, I'm reading this right now, Carr's deal, which also features a no-trade clause, has $100 million in total guarantees. Okay, that's a lot of money for Derek Carr, who came off one of his worst career seasons with arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL on his team. Now, looking at the Saints, Carr is definitely going to be playing some kind of bridge quarterback in like two years if he doesn't pan out. I mean, when you have Chris Olave there, I mean, you have you have a young future star, right? And you got Kamara shaky right now too. I, the Saints are honestly, they're in tragedy right now because... I don't know. It's just tough to see the car. I can't imagine Carr having a half decent season this year. Um, it's just tough. I feel like there's way less. I feel like the Saints are more talented overall. But if you look at what Carr had with Renfro and Adams, it's like okay, you got Chris Olave. 
that's it. I mean, Jawan Johnson did decent for that for them as a tight end, switching from receiver to tight end. I like that guy actually. I think he's from Penn State. Um, but yeah, Jarvis Landry's older. I don't know. Landry might be a free agent. I'm not sure. And with Kamara in deep trouble, it's like, I mean, to be fair, they're in the uh, NFC South, and it's the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Buccaneers who just lost Tom Brady. So that division is up for grabs, right? I mean. They could all go eight and nine or something like that, and or like I feel like a seven and seven to ten team could win the division. It's gonna be something stupid like that. Um, but yeah, I think Carr. This is this is it for Carr. You got to prove that he could still play in the NFL because yeah, I don't know. It's just the Saints. Are, it's like the Saints are trying to create a bridge quarterback or something like that. It's still a lot of money. Um, Tony Pollard got the franchise tag. Um, it was not exclusive as well, but I don't know. I think Pollard, uh, Pollard could definitely beat Zeke out, right? I mean, he ha- he has proven to be the more uh, explosive back out of the two of them. It's just I don't see Zeke's value anymore. Right, he's gotten a little older. He's a little bigger too. He's slower. He lost all of his like attributes he had from college, and he's getting paid a good amount of money to be there. You know, trading Zeke wouldn't be a bad option either. Just giving that money to Pollard, in my opinion. But again, it's like with running backs, it's t- it's tough to sign them to such a long term deal because of their longevity in the league. Right, it's so difficult to you know be a somewhat elite or good running back in like you know your early 30s and carry on that age um whereas a quarterback or even maybe receivers you know receivers in like their early 30s like 29 30 31 32 can still be solid and be at the top of their game you know i think Devontae is like 30 and deandre's 31 or something like that and odell is about to turn 30 um these guys are still you know up there as like very skilled very um, threatening players, right? And looking at running backs, I feel like get they're the ones getting hit all the time. Whether it be play action, they have to block and protect their quarterback, or run up the middle, they're all they're getting hit on almost every play, right? So you have to be very, very durable to play that position. I give you respect for that. It's just also the prime of their of that player isn't as long as other, um, you know. You know, quarterbacks or receivers or even like O linemen or tight ends. You know, it's just I feel like running backs. It's like maybe three or four years of a prime, and then they're done. Very rare we see uh, a guy go for like a decade or something like that. You know, uh, also hitting their thirties and staying what they were like at twenty five years old. But you know, um, you know, speaking of running backs, so Barkley, right? Being a Giants fan, let's look. Let's go, we're going to go into right now. So Barkley got franchise tag. I believe the tag is like 11 mil, 10 mil, something like that. So it's not bad, right? It's not awful. Um, I would like to extend him for like three years, right? Because I believe he'll be like 29 around then. So I, I'm not saying Barkley's going to... I I love him to stay for his whole career and um, be in his prime until he's like 34 or something like that. I mean, it's not likely, but, you know running backs are not are like the least valuable position, right? Because if you have a running back that can, you know, just do their job well, 
right, and just knows the basics of being a running back, and you build that old line, all the running back needs is a hole to hit, right? I mean, that's the way I see it. And they, you could sign them for cheap money and build the old line and everything around them, and it makes your run game elite, and you could focus on the pass game more. Um, but Barkley can do everything, so that's why it's difficult for me to say, like, you know, Oh, only sign him for like a three-year extension. Like, I'd probably sign him until he's 30. And then if he struggles that last year of his contract, then I think he's done. But I think that he's got a lot left in the tank. He's proven that he's still got it. Um, so I'm happy that he gets to play another year here. Um, I think he'll stay electrified. Um, and, you know, keep the crowd, keep the us fans hopeful for, you know, playoffs and we stay energized when he's on the field you know he gives us that spark um now on to the quarterback this is probably the most controversial um moment of all of uh free agency and offseason so far daniel jones signed a four year extension for 160 million dollars and he also got an additional 35 mil in incentives. Incentives, sorry. Right? So that's 40 mil a year from that four year 160 mil. I think he's getting paid like 8 mil more than like Mahomes or with that. Maybe even more. This is tough for me because he did well in his terms last year. In looking at Daniel Jones' career, he had a career year last year. If we saw a guy like Lamar or Josh Allen or Herbert or Mahomes do what Jones did last year, they are god-awful, in my opinion. Okay, But Jones did things that he improved on over the past two years. He did well his rookie year, struggled those years in the middle, and in this last year, went right back to what he was in, doing the rookie year and improved way more on things like holding the ball when getting tackled, right? He, he had like I think he had like two fumbles this year, like almost nothing, right? Didn't turn the ball over as much, right? I think he had five interceptions. He had five interceptions, right? He used his legs way more, and that's Dable, right? That's Dable bringing that attribute out. And Jones ran for like almost 700 yards, I think, or maybe even more. Right, that's very, very good, and especially like Dable knows the power of Barkley, right? So using those read options with Jones, because Dable knows how fast Jones is, and we all know that too. Jones's legs are very underrated in the league. I'm not saying Jones is a top five, top ten quarterback. He's not. Maybe, maybe top sixteen, like the top half of the league is where like sixteenth, place sixteenth or seventeenth is where I'd put him. Okay, Jones is that at that point of being super reliable. That's where he was last year. Okay, he did so well with the receivers that they had. Okay, Slayton dropping the balls a lot. Right, Tony got hurt, so he wasn't even on the field. Mister Galladay himself, the seventy-two million dollar touchdown he had last year. God bless him for that. That was amazing. Um, like these guy, Richie James had like. So many drops and so many key moments, right? But Jones, right, in those moments, Richie was the only guy open. So Jones knows, 
this guy is open. This is the smartest play I have to do. I'm going to do it, right? But Richie is terrible, okay? He's god-awful. Shepard was out all year. You don't have met, but the one guy that did step up, though, Isaiah Hodgins, okay? If Hodgins, I want this, I think we're keeping Hodgins. We re-signed him or something. We extended him, which I'm glad about, right? Because he's young. He, he's a guy that Dable and Joe Shane are very familiar with, so I'm happy about that. And he proved himself to be on a roster last year, okay? He was owning cornerbacks on any team, and I love that about him, okay? I think if Hodgins is like the, the receiver two or three on this team, that receiving core gets so much better, so much better, Okay? I'm not saying Jones is going to have 45 touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards. It's just not possible for Jones. He can't. But what he couldn't do, what he could do, is 30 total touchdowns rushing and passing and 4,000 passing yards or 4,000 total yards, right? That is what I see as us keeping Jones. That's Jones's peak. Jones, that's a solid year for a quarterback, right? And what I'm more concerned about is him not turning the ball over like he didn't like he didn't do last year. Okay, I think he had maybe like eight turnovers total. Okay, something like that. That's what I want him to do. Okay, because if we get playmakers and tight ends and receivers and build that O line, you give Jones time just to literally put the ball in the bread basket. That's it. Just place it right. Just put it right into the person's hands. Five yards, ten yards. Shoot a 20, 30-yard play downfield if you want a couple times, right? To the guys like Slayton. But Slayton should be your maybe third or fourth receiver, right? Slayton should be the guy at four, in my opinion. You guys, you should have Shepard, Hodgins, and you get a big one, right? <coughs> Odell Beckham. Excuse me. Um, I'm just saying, if Odell came back, this receiving core would be amazing. Because if you have a guy like Slayton or Hodgins going against a corner two and three, that be, that that receiving core becomes a lot better. And with Shepard back, right? Um, unless we get rid of Shepard. We don't know yet. But I'm just saying is Jones can be reliable. Now you look at the contract, right? I can't blame Jones for wanting this money after a career year. In, in his terms, though, that's a career year. It's not really impressive in my opinion. But... I'm impressed that he improved this much, right? Now, if you look at past quarterback contracts, of course he's going to want this amount of money because it's he's looking at it and saying, hey, it's only like $8 million above the average salary of a quarterback. So, you know, I think I deserve a little credit because I was reliable enough this year and I did well for you guys. I'm like, da 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 right? So I blame that part of this, of the contract talks as well as looking at the quarterback position and how much money they're all making. Yeah, it makes sense that a lot of these quarterbacks are going to have decent to good years now are going to want like 35 to to like $40 million, right? Um, However, if I were to structure Jones' contract, I'd probably give him like 100 mil for four years and just give him 25 mil a year. But that would mean there's probably like receivers that make more than him. So he'd be offended by that and he'd lose his mind. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this, but yeah. So I'm happy because I think he can do well for us, but he's not worth the 40 mil. Whew. That's 28 minutes of this, and that was awesome. Uh, 
It's good to be back, baby. I'm so lazy with this podcast. You guys have no idea, but uh, I hope you guys like it. Uh, I enjoy it when I do it. I just, I got to get more into it, I guess. So uh, take care, guys. Uh, Can't wait to see what the offseason brings us. I mean, it's going to be very, very exciting, especially with the draft. So I'll uh, see you guys later.